Before we get started, we just want to remind everyone that this is just a game and there are far more important things in life. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest after making a tackle on Monday Night Football. Play was suspended and Hamlin is currently at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center where he remains in critical condition. Our hearts go out to him, his friends, his family, his teammates, the entire Buffalo Bills organization, Cincinnati Bengals organization, and everyone who's been impacted by this just just terrible tragedy. Please send all of the positive thoughts, vibes, and feelings that you have his way. Almost 150,000 people have made donation to tomorrow's GoFundMe page for the Chasing M Foundation Community Toy Drive, uh, which will help his hometown and has since been expanded to support and contribute to all of DeMar's community initiatives. If you'd like to to donate to that, we'll go ahead and put up the link on the screen. Man, Godspeed, DeMar Hamlin. We're hoping beyond belief that, uh, that we get good news and we get it soon, and everyone in the entire sports community is feeling the same way. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Guys! In a row? Welcome to Nine Guys Dynasty Football. I'm Jamie G, Master of Commodities, and I'm here with Magna Mills to talk about the dynasty value of nine guys in a row. Thanks for the introduction, sir. And, you know, since this isn't quite going to be maybe, you know, the the best way to start off a a week or an episode or whatever, we'll do something fun. Maybe we'll make fun of me. That's always fun. So I think you'll enjoy it. Thanks for checking out Nine Guys, presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. Find us wherever you get your pods by searching for Seize the Gap. Find us on social media at Seize the Gap FF. Find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. If you could, please take a couple seconds to just comment, like, rate, follow, subscribe. Doing even one of those things just takes you a couple seconds. It really helps people find the show, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, we do. The 2022 fantasy season is in the books. 2023, it's here. But we're not quite ready to start talking about that just yet. On this episode, we're going to look back on nine dynasty trades from the 2022 season and see what we think of them today. I always love doing this, you know, usually, especially when somebody else makes the deals. But, you know, it's my turn to be kind of under the microscope here. And I do want to say up front that, yes, I did make multiple trades for Javante Williams before the season started. And that crushed me just a little thousand million percent. Well, Mills, I've got good news, bad news combo platter for you here. The good news is that we're not going to talk about your Javante Williams trades on this episode. The bad news is that these are all dynasty trades that you made in 2022. All right, Mr. Not a lawyer over there. Am I the plaintiff or the defendant in this situation? Relax, man. We're not we're not even to the trades yet. No need to get defensive. I'm just going to give you some trades that you can explain uh, you can explain them however you see fit. Anything you want to say before we get started here? Uh, assuming we're working off the list, I think we are. These are all trades from FFPC Dynasty Leagues. And those are Dynasty Leagues that tend to be a bit more shallow because you have to cut down the rosters basically to 14 position players, usually carry 20, 23 with IR spots on your regular roster. So it's hard to keep some of those deeper guys or whatever. So these formats tend to be a little bit more top heavy and they are all uh, tight end premium leagues. We'll mix it up a bit next time we do this, but let's start off with those FFPC trades. And here's the first deal. On 
October 22nd in a Superflex League, the tight end premium best ball dynasty league. You traded away Miles Sanders and Michael Gallup for Javante Williams. I mean, come on, man. You had to know that I at least had to mention one of these Javante Williams trades, didn't I? Uh, this was kind of a combination of factors. This was a best ball league. You know, we were probably seven, eight weeks in the season or so at that point. And I took a look at I'm like, all right, I'm probably not going to cash here. So what I wanted to do is basically, you know, keep continue to acquire talent, but maybe not necessarily score points. Trading the points Miles Sanders was scoring for, you know, Javante Williams, who's not going to score any points this year. He's also younger. He's also got a better chance of really being kind of the bell cow back there in Denver. I do not know what's going to happen with Miles Sanders. I think the Eagles are probably the best place for him, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere where he's a featured back. So he's going to wind up something probably closer to, say, Chase Edmonds and Lamar Miller. That's fine. There's just not a lot of practical trade value there it's just kind of more value for your roster and i think i could get that kind of production for cheaper and this was right when michael gallup came back and again i i really wasn't super high on him i already have cd lamb i didn't have dak prescott i was kind of all right maybe i can throw him in there people are excited you know he's coming back and that worked because he, he came back and looked good for about one game and did absolutely nothing for about a month and a half and actually saw him get cut in some shallow format so i, I like that deal i think it worked out for me the second trade I want to discuss went down on October 1st in a 1QB tight end premium dynasty league. This is another Miles Sanders deal here. You traded away Sanders and Amari Cooper for Travis Etienne. How are you feeling about this one a couple months later? Gold, Jerry, gold. You have to also put in the context of this is about four weeks into the season or so. This is when James Robinson was doing it and Travis Etienne had, you know, kind of fallen quite a bit behind him and people were really low. Meanwhile, Sanders came out of the gate hot. Cooper came out of the gate hot. I, I already kind of said why I'm trying to deal Sanders I like the tail. And I just don't think he's ever going to get the role we want. He's already kind of hit the age clip as far as running backs go. Amari Cooper, love him in best ball. Do not want anything to do with him in a league where I have to figure out whether or not I'm going to start him every week. Plus you had the change of teams, change of quarterbacks, even during the season from, uh, Brissett to Watson so I was good with kind of trying to just offload my Cooper shares and I wanted more Travis Etienne at that point it was a little bit of a buy low yes but he was a guy that I liked quite a bit I tried to buy him his rookie year when he was injured it really didn't happen for me so I kind of consciously said when he fell behind James Robinson I was like all right well this is the time if I'm ever going to do it so I went out shopping and I think this is the only share I managed to acquire but perfectly happy with that price yeah I think you got a good a good deal there and it's certainly paying dividends uh up front, I think it'll continue to down the stretch here for you. The third trade we're going to discuss happened way back on May 7th. May 7th in a Superflex tight end premium dynasty league. You gave up Christian Watson and Damian Pierce for Garrett Wilson and Justin Ross. I believe this is a trade that went down uh, during the rookie draft, Correct. Yeah, 100%. I was at 109, and I traded the 109 in the 209 to get the 106 at 407. And then I took Garrett Wilson with that 106, uh, Justin Ross in the fourth there. I think that's pretty fair. I definitely like uh, Wilson more as a dynasty wide receiver than Watson. And Pierce is fine, but I don't think he's going to be an elite running back. I think he's going to kind of just live in that middle class. 
So I think this is probably a deal that worked out for both sides, especially because in this particular league, Pierce would have been helpful, but he's a guy I might have ended up trading away anyway. So, you know, maybe you could have squeezed a little bit more value about if you tried to do this kind of trade now and traded those two players separately, but still perfectly happy with that. Garrett Wilson really feels like he's going to be a, a real stud for quite a few years here. Yeah, he's, he certainly has potential. The fourth trade went down November 4th on a dark night. In a one QB tight end premium dynasty league, you gave up Delvin Cook, Alexander Madison, and Isaiah Likely for your guy, Brees Hall, and Isaiah Pacheco. I should note that Hall was already on injured reserve at this point. Yep, this was a weirdly kind of aggressive move here because I this league is actually still up in the air as we speak. I'm not sure if I want it or not. I had in this league Delvin Cook, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and Saquon Barkley and more wide, basically more good players than I could start. And this other team was another contending team, had Brees Hall, and he had Mark Andrews, who was injured at the time. It's right before he ended up missing a game. Isaiah likely was a guy I picked up on waivers, and that's where it started. And I was like, well, you know, what else? Because I couldn't find really a deal that worked for just Isaiah Likely. And then I kind of was, you know, I almost really wanted to try to do it without Madison. But I, I offered it. The, the guy took it, and I'm pretty good with that because Delvin Cook, he had a couple of big games this year. He's been inconsistent recently. I know Madison is going to leave, but he again, he's hit the age cliff here. He's at the point he's just not going to increase in value. He might give you some production still going forward. But again, my gamble was I could get almost all of that from Pacheco if I even needed to start him. And I actually wound up using Pacheco a few times to have Tyler Algier on this team too. So it all worked out in the end. Very happy with it. And now I'll be going forward with Jonathan Taylor, Priestall, and Saquon as my running back trio. You know, very excited about that and did all this without having to give up any future draft capital. Yeah, that's a that's a strong three-headed monster there for you, Magnum Mills. Let's stick with the Delvin Cook trades here. On November 5th, in a Superflex tight end premium best ball dynasty league, you gave up Delvin Cook for Traylon Burks and the 2.04 pick in the upcoming 2023 rookie draft. Is it just me or were you on a mission here to dump every single Delvin Cook share? What, what's going on here? Uh, yes, basically. It was a combo factor of I was trying to cash out my Cook shares and buy low on Burks. And this is, again, another best ball league where I took a hit. I mean, good news. I drafted two rookie quarterbacks, not this year, but the year before. Good news is one of them was Justin Fields. The bad news is the other one was Zach Wilson. Dak Prescott was my other quarterback. So with his injury, really got behind the eight ball to start the season. So this is at a point where I'm like, all right, if I can't win the league, my choices are to try to min cash or go for the best draft pick. At the time, Burks was injured. You know, I'm like, all right, maybe I can move Cook, get Burks, who, you know, I feel probably are about equal in value at this point. You throw on the 204 in a super flex league, that's going to be a nice pick. Very excited about that one. And I got to keep Alexander Madison in the deal, who's a free agent this upcoming offseason. So there's a chance he could sign somewhere, maybe see his role grow a bit. So I like that, you know, not only did I make this deal, I made it and I kept Madison. We doubled down on the Delvin Cook like it was uh, Mace's second album. So let's double up. On Traylon Burks on October 23rd in a super flex tight end premium best ball dynasty league, you gave up Alec Pierce and Tyler Boyd and received Traylon Burks and the 4.05 pick in the upcoming 2023 rookie draft. Are you really into Burks here, Mills, or are you just buying the dip? Absolutely loved Burks pre draft. I mean, his comp was AJ Brown, and you can definitely see that a bit. 
And I, I almost always buy the dip on young players like this. Occasionally it comes to burn you, Jalen Rager. But for the most part, I'm very happy with this one. I mean, cards on the table here. This is the spot where I picked up Pierce and Boyd, both on waiver wires. Uh, they were pretty big bids. I, my guess is I blew about 700 or my $1,000 on these two guys. But that basically means I traded about 70% of my fab for Traylon Burks, who was a first-round draft pick just a few you know, week, well months before that, and the 405. So, uh, you know, really happy about that. And for the other team, he's winning the league. And right after he made this trade, that's when Tyler Boyd went on an absolutely crazy stretch. So I'm sure he would want Traylon Burks back in the long run. But in the short run, I think he got what he wanted, and he got a nice bump in you know wide receiver production. So very happy, but I think it worked out for both teams. Lucky number seven is an interesting one for us here on November 18th in a super flex tight end premium dynasty league. You gave up Chris Godwin, Rondell Moore, and Bailey Zappi for Drake London and Trey Lance. Again, we need to note that Trey Lance was already on injured reserve when this deal happened. Break this one down for us, Mills. This was really a continuation trade right before the initial roster cutdowns. I traded a bunch of guys I was going to have to cut. He's like, just this is how it is in the FFPC. So I traded OBJ, Josh Palmer, and Jameis Winston for Rondell Moore and Will Fuller. And then I think I turned around and flipped Fuller for a fourth. So here I was flipping more. I think I already had Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown in this league. And you can only really start three wide receivers in this super flex format. And I didn't really want to be starting both Cardinals wide receivers. And I just, again, big fan of Drake London, wanted to get on that. Really was trying to, again, buy a little bit low on London. Always wanted to try to buy low on those, you know, highly sought after rookies, especially London, 21 years old. And I owned a lot of Chris Godwin shares, and I definitely wanted to diversify. I'm not trying to sell out totally, but I am worried about what he's looks like next year. I don't think Tom Brady will be back with the Bucks. I think Chris Godwin will. You know, it kind of is what it is there. I saw what happened last time Brady retired, and it was kind of scary. So I just want to sell maybe about half my Godwin shares. And then, you know, because I said I have Kyler Murray, I have Joe Burrow, a quarterback. I think this is a team where I can take a chance on Trey Lance here because if he busts, it really doesn't kill me. If he hits, then I've got either a great backup or a very solid trade chip. Let's double up once again, this time on Drake London. On November 10th, in a 1QB tight end premium dynasty league, you sent Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, and Alan Lazard away in exchange for Drake London, J.K. Dobbins, and A.J. Dillon. Dobbins was on injured reserve at the time. Mills, how'd you pull this one off? I mean, if you've listened to previous episodes, those were all guys that were on our buy list. And this is a team that was really a juggernaut. Kind of tanked it the first year a little bit because I got like five or six first-round picks in the startup draft. Traded basically all those in for players, won a couple of championships with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. But unfortunately, before the season, I once again overpaid for Javante Williams. So kind of was in trouble from there. And I've been trying to say, all right, I'll deal one of Kamara or Mixon. And I just could not deal them on their own. And I found this guy who it kind of really fit here with what he was going for. And I'm like, all right, maybe I can give him all these players and I can go get Jamar Chase but I couldn't really get enough without throwing my first in there. That could wind up being an early first. I wasn't willing to go that far. I think I threw Hollywood Brown in there, maybe a second. Couldn't get him to come off chase. So this is where we ended up. Very happy with it. You know, I think Lazard is basically a throw in a little bit. Again, he is a, was a win now guy. I think he had uh, Romeo Dobbs at the time. So it was a little bit of a handcuff for him. 
Kamara, who he'll be suspended probably at least six games next year. Who knows what happens with the Saints going forward? And Mixon is fine, but his whole season has been held up by his one five touchdown game. And Samashe Pirine looked basically as good as Mixon. And I got to keep Pirine in this deal, which worked out for me because I started him, then flipped him for another third down the road. And down the stretch here, London's played better with the switch to Ritter. Dobbins has looked very good since coming back for the Ravens. And AJ Dillon woke up for the Packers. So I'm I'm very happy with this one. Yeah, I mean that was a that was a deal of a of the century here. Uh, maybe not that far, but it was a good one nonetheless. And for our final deal, let's get down with the king. For our final deal, let's get down with the king. On September 27th, you dealt Derrick Henry, Amari Cooper, and the 2023 4.01 and the 2023 4.03. All of that away in return, you got George Pickens, Jacoby Myers. And the 2023 1.07. How do you feel about this one now? I feel pretty good about this one. This was a weird spot where I actually reacquired Henry like for a playoff push, like about you know two years ago, whatever the 2020 playoffs, I guess. And that was the team missed a buy, like missed a first round buy by like a one victory point or something crazy, losing the first round by like five points. And then the year after boom last year, he hurts his foot or whatever. Once that happened, he was worth almost nothing. Again, his age, foot problem, everyone was terrified to trade for him. So I said, all right, if he ever builds his value back up, I'm going to move him. I was definitely worried about the Titans, but Henry was coming off a big game. Like I said before, I was actively trying to move Amari Cooper outside of best ball. And I'm very happy with the way this worked out. Would have been nice to maybe get a little bit of running back depth in return, but very, very excited about George Pickens. Very happy there with that mid first round pick. And I wound up flipping Jacoby Myers for a late second in 2023, which again, this is the reason I can make this deal is because I already had a deep team. I've got Mixon and Aaron Jones at running back here still. More wide receivers than I can start. Had Kittle a tight end, which makes up for Kyle Pitts not doing anything for me. So strong team. I think this worked. Need to rebuild those running backs a little bit going forward, but I now have three first round picks and, you know, George Pickens is an extra second. So very excited about this team, although it didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to this season. That was Nine Guys Dynasty, presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. Thank you for listening or watching. We appreciate it. If you could, go ahead, write this second, and take the second to like this YouTube video or rate the podcast wherever you're listening. Helps other people find our show. And did I mention, we really appreciate it. Mills, did I forget anything? Well, that sounded pretty good to me, man. Again, uh, just wherever you get your pod, search for Seize the Gap, at Seize the Gap on social media, YouTube channels at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. That's it. Thanks a lot for watching. Really appreciate it. I'm Magna Mills. He's Jamie G. And that was nine trades in a row. And we're going to stick with with wrapping up 2022 for a couple more weeks as we approach the Super Bowl. We're going to shift into 2023 mode and help you get ready to wheel and deal when the new Dynasty season officially kicks off. We'll see you then. In a row. The microphone is